welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about Fantasize Your Ghost, the second full length from Ohm, and it starts with a song called Flood Your Gut. another album by a band that we had hoped to see at South by Southwest this year before it was canceled so I'm just sort of keeping an eye out for music from the bands that we wanted to see so that we can at least get a little bit of little bit of experiencing what's happening with them so Ohm are two women and a percussionist the two women are named Macy Stewart and Seema Cunningham and they are classically trained musicians who had been part of the Chicago improvised jazz scene and met and really had a good rapport and formed this band in order to build songs around electric guitar, which was a an instrument that was new to both of them. And have this is now their second full-length album. Which is crazy because at least to see, uh, there are videos of them playing, I think they did an NPR Tiny Desk, where the guitar playing is so energetic and really inventive like what she's doing with her fingers i don't actually don't know which one of the ones i remember seeing that really jumped out as the level of intricacy and inventiveness is really amazing to see and as songwriters their willingness to combine such disparate elements and you know i'll just get out of the way that every single track that comes will be throwing some new element but even here we start off and i think those verse that seems almost shoegaze pop and goes into this almost Baroque chorus where they're singing in unison, where there's this incredible counterpoint between the two guitars and odd, odd percussion notes thrown in here and there. And then little bells. It's this lovely combination. And they're not, there's never that many things going on in any one song, but you never know what you're going to expect. And it's kind of amazing. Yeah, they remind me a little bit of the Dirty Projectors in that way of having very chaotic, experimental sound going on inside what are uh, end up being conventionally structured pop songs. And they've said in interviews that the intention behind this album is to balance harmony and chaos. And their voices are such a, the way that they sing in unison are such a harmonic, beautiful soothing element and then they throw all these almost sinister sounding elements in in with that yeah a lot of the chord progressions are very unsettling but very satisfying and i love how they can balance the prettiness with the noise and we get a whole lot of that on this next track it's called selling king (laughs) 
after the fairly conventionally structured first song, we get here, wall of noise, gibberish lyrics, wall it's of noise. It's not gibberish. I mean, but I think I mean, the they're lyrics very, but they're are very, very abstract. But they're extremely evocative. abstract. Like, I cannot get a handle on them. Gibberish is a strong word, but they are very evocative without me having any idea what's being described. Mm-hmm. And some of them are very, again, like the talking about hot dog guys and the street is lava there's a lot of weirdness happening here yeah i mean the lyrics are very sparse and they're they evoke this idea of being a kid and just kind of running around there's a line about crossing the big street it's hot lava and that the idea that like you weren't allowed to cross some big highway or some you know heavily trafficked street that was kind of the boundary of where you were allowed to run around so yeah that it's yeah tapping into that emotional essence and it's you know that the scary noisy guitar noise wall that is most of the song it's menacing but also joyful and well and also the really driving percussion that's so energetic and that's where matt carroll comes in as the drummer who's uh, you know his his beats really set the tone for a lot of these songs yeah i mean this is i i think it's going to be cliche of like how many of these songs i would i want to see this song performed live it's mm-hmm. so much opportunity for improvisation and i think it's really a strength of the album that it's very polished and yet the songs don't feel overworked like they feel like there's this you know, crazy almost otherworldly energy that's emanating from all of these musicians they can't keep it in and it's all going onto the record and we get to enjoy hearing it yeah it does feel very improvised and it has that energy of really being in tune emotionally with your fellow band members and understanding where each each person is going and i feel like they've sequenced this album intentionally to have the more improvisational sounding songs in mixed in with the more traditional i i don't i don't think traditional is the right word but the more traditional pop sounding songs and the next one we'll play is called ghost love about Ohm's vocal sound is the way that their two voices sound really different but the way that they always sing in unison and there's almost there's very little back and forth it's almost always singing as one voice and the sound is so interesting and then on this on this track during the chorus the guitar 
also just kind of goes along with their voice in the chorus. So it's this third line of vocals almost that mixes with their their vocal sound. And it's really interesting. Yeah, I also like, I think this is the first song where I think that while the first two tracks we played are much, are, are weird, but the instrumentation I think is much more just traditional guitar drums. And here we clearly get a, little, a lot of electronic sounds happening and it starts off being very driven by this synth bass line that pulls you into the song. And like, I can't listen to this without kind of moving around <laughs> a little in my chair. It is such a groove. And then the guitar work is that same kind of anarchic, but it's still anchored by that bass line that does not let up. And so it's that wonderful contrast there. And it has, I think, again, we go to this much like more traditional sort of verse verse chorus where the verses are really long and beat up the anticipation to that ray of sunshine of those voices together, even as the choruses have fairly menacing lyrics about you know beasts and being sick of someone and with additionally you get the one of the places where the we get the really high more percussive backing vocals of this ha 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 mm -hmm. interplay and it is so sweet and dangerous and i just want to dance it's an amazing track and it has the line fantasize your ghost and so it is the title track even if the song itself is just called ghost it's a uh, yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite on the album. There's a lot of earworms here, and it's kind of remarkable because so many of the songs on first listen are strange and a little off-putting, uh -huh. and after two or three listens, suddenly they're stuck in my head, and I just want to listen again. Which is a really remarkable achievement for songs that incorporate so much noise and feedback and unconventional structures. I think they are achieving something that's very difficult and making it look easy. Yeah, so from this very poppy just pop pop i think we go back to more of an art pop kind of a little more arm's length kind of song on the next track it's called the limit song is a refreshing change i think a lot of the tracks on this album do 
take a while to get going where there's a gradual layering of sounds. And here we transition directly from this incredibly simple thwomp, thwomp bass line mm-hmm. into this. Again, I described it as arm's length. Like it's not the most inviting melody, but it is, I think does a really effective job of building tension because there's a fairly long verse and then it takes a left turn, like this kind of pre pre chorus at the end. But no, we go into a second fairly long verse before we finally get into the chorus that has this triumphant sound, even as again, the lyrics are not obvious in these songs, but it seems to be about, you know, making it go in relationships that maybe are uh, a challenge. Yeah, I think that the way that the womp womp bass that forms the percussive baseline of this song is what helps create this sort of sinister feeling to it. And the the lyric, you know, the vocals and the guitar lines are very light and da, 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 yeah. that like almost sing-songy. And then there's the the bass and the almost minor key noise elements that add this layer of unsettledness to what I think would be a very light sounding song without them. And I think that's a very interesting balance. Yeah. And yeah, little touches, strange bits of percussion. And then we hear that instrumental interlude after the chorus. And it feels like, are they playing around inside of a piano? These just very, again, spooky and unsettling plinking noises happening that they work but yeah the entire thing is yeah the contrast between this build build up build up build up to these very soaring and wonderful choruses but there's this yeah sense of menace and spookiness underlying it all it's uh really delight and uh, that entire build up of the tension especially like later in the song where that same kind of slow down either before the next verse or before the chorus turns into this weird repeated just can't go back can't go back mm-hmm. bridge that's incredibly repetitive and yeah nerve-wracking almost even as it's very pretty and talking about tension and building tension and and using that as a way to keep the song exciting i think is done in a different but equally effective way in the next track we'll play which is called spell it out where the the touch is much lighter but it's more the release is much uh, more effective i think because the touch is so light so we'll play that next there's a symphony of dishes i'm crashing for attention to be there whatever happens 
I think this is the song that most effectively achieves what they were going for, where all of the songs, all the vocals and all of the instrumentation really keys into what is what they're attempting to emotionally convey here, which is this slowly building resentment of being in a relationship with somebody who's just not really making an effort. And the the voc- the lyrical elements are so great. It's so observational about kind of dirty dishes in the sink and kind of making, you know, artificially making noise while you're washing them to make a point. And it's all just so well crafted. And then the way that each verse builds and adds more instrumentation and kind of becomes more intense and unsettling. And then then everything drops out with just the vocals and the guitar of whatever happened to you wanting to be there. And that's really the point. And I just think that that build up and then release is so well done. Yeah, and that heartbreaking emotional through line here I think they most effectively bring the sort of classical and jazz training to the fore because what we come in and come out there is so much of where this song is anchored is this really unsettling uh, guitar polyrhythm where I think one of the one of the guitars is playing in 4-4 and the other one is playing in 5-4 and they do not work together. And what we hear there in that bridge is the 4-4 guitar kind of becomes really loud and takes over the song and then the strings come in and it's this kind of interesting that in the verse talking about there's a symphony of dishes and then there's dirty dishes in the sink and I'm trying not to care and it's a symphony like it sounds so symphonic and classical and really satisfyingly beautiful even as it's the like I'm clearly trying not to care but failing not to care Mm -hmm. and then it comes back to this two guitars that are not on the same wavelength at all and so you get this brief sunshine and then it fades it's (laughs) it's really it's a heartbreaker and it's yeah, in some ways, the weirdest song on the album for that reason. And even some of the chords, like, do I have to spell it out? And it's like, where she, the cor- the chords are building and becoming more triumph. And then just this very discordant jazz chord. And it's a, a more jazz than I expect in my pop, but it really works here. And especially for the lyrical content. So the next song we'll play is called Twitch. Clementine Quiet. Holding my hand, I try to remember the way that I am while you're whispering words in my ear. I was kissing a stranger. another track that I think really well balances the kind of jazz influence of these very strange chord progressions that are kind of unsettling with 
classical pop sensibility that comes in in these choruses where you even as literal as these string mm -hmm. stings that kick in and even as this based around this you know i was kissing a stranger and i couldn't pretend that that's the the lyrical heart of the song even as it's i think again another very ambiguous track and i like that the we kind of come out towards the end of the song there where it's these incredibly muffled vocals and you get the sense of someone struggling to find herself and that the i think there's a little bit of a doubling here because all that this sort of the tongue is loose it found a friend and that oh it's in kissing but also in singing and that it's the muffled the very muffled vocals as she returns again to the tongue is loose the it becomes much less muffled and then kind of triumphant so that it's again another another unsettling song yeah, i'm very so, anim so animated yes yeah, so mic. animated to hit the mic but yeah that it's 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 unsettling and ambiguous but i think triumphant in the end and yet another catchy like i i don't know why it's so catchy but it's a very catchy track for me yeah, and I, I like the combination of the almost 80s sounding guitar at the beginning oh, the with the strings. Oh, it's the guitar sound is amazing on yeah. this. It's so warm and just a little cheesy, but perfect for the track. And the touches like that make each song really stand out from the others. I think there's no sameness to this album. Each song is very, has a real distinct personality. And the, the, for this one, for me, the personality was that guitar. Yeah, so I, we go into a very different kind of catchiness that I think is less... I understand why it's so catchy. has the curious title 3243 and while I'm not sure what that means the song does have this really intense syncopated rhythm and so I suspect that that might be kind of a musical in-joke about how crazy and varied the rhythm is through this song. Yeah I think that the two women's vocals really take the forefront and are the most notable part of Ohm's sound but I think the drummer really contributes a lot and especially when you have a three-piece you always have people are carrying more of the weight because there's only three of you but the way that he affects the textures and the unsettled feelings and the tension and release in each of these songs particularly in this song really are worth mentioning yeah this song is such a again it's it's 
really so catchy and the choruses of the different today, but I'm the same. And so it sounds so great until you realize it's kind of the song about being really depressed and kind of stuck. And yet there's at least a little hint of hope that we hear at the end there where it's after the chorus, we hear this kind of muffled section, but the intensity builds, the intensity builds. And then finally you get the sense of breaking through that wall and this, these strings break out and just wordless vocals. And Mm -hmm. it's so satisfying of a, and with all the instrumentation working together too to create the same, you know, emotional catharsis. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of an interesting pairing coming right after Twitch on the album where that one had very warm guitars that I thought were kind of very eighties sounding and these string stings. And this, has also a very warm guitar tone but to me it's much more even bigger and much more of kind of a 70s arena rock almost and the strings are angrier and harder and it's a jam and it it hits really hard and it's to me one of the standouts just for sheer fun to listen to and again there's not i think a lot of this this album is a little challenging and it's goes to dark places but where these musicians let loose and have fun and invite us to have fun with them, even if it's a song about being depressed, it's it's a blast. It's a it's an album that I know we say this a lot, but it really does reward repeated listens. There's so many interesting touches here and the songs are so unconventional in ways that you don't notice at first. Yeah, And, yeah. and yet, you know, for me, I can't just listen to traditional experimental rock like it's it's too formless for me i need like a hook and a chorus and they give you that like they give you the structure that you need to kind of keep listening to the song but then there's so much uh, there's there's so much creativity in there yeah to that i've been listening and this was my first time listening on really good headphones and so all of these additional interesting percussion touches and that a number of the songs on this album start with this kind of cricket sound just uh, that they seemed like they just recorded outside of their studio when the crickets were chirping and it gives it this wonderful atmosphere and even on and I think even when I wasn't listening on good headphones that sort of that that sense of earthiness came through even as things get a little weird and the vocals get so high and almost operatic at times, there's still a groundedness to this album. I mentioned earlier that I like the way that it's sequenced. And I I think particularly at the end, they deconstruct it a little bit. And the penultimate track, which we haven't played, is uh, this instrumental, noisy, um, just very weird piece called Sturgeon Moon. And then it goes from that to the last track, which is called After All, which is a very almost traditional, beautiful song about kind of settling down and planting a garden. And it's very, uh, it's almost like a traditional pop song. Yeah, I love the, I, I wrote down girl group harmonies. Yes. Like it feels very anchored in this sweetness of the 60s, even as I think they continue with very odd percussion through there so even when they're giving us something sweet and it's sweet but it's not syrupy yeah so we're gonna go out with that song um again we've been listening to ohm and this is their second full length fantasize your ghost 
and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening.